0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of UGA Sports Live. My name is Rodney DeBolsi. I am joined by Dane Young and Jim Donovan. Jim Donovan is the former Georgia football head coach of the University of Georgia Bulldogs. It means a lot to us that he joins us on the show, and uh, we are going to pick his brain Try to make fun of him, uh, probably get humiliated, and you'll get to enjoy that for the next hour or so. So we appreciate all of you joining us. Uh, Tuesday noon it means a lot to us. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors, Academia Brewing Company, uh, Athens Ford, your pie, and of course our buddies at Dead Soxie. So we will talk about them later in the show. If, if you want, you can go hit up all those sponsors and will, uh, tell them that, hey, I saw your commercial on UGASports.com. Thank you for supporting uh, a show that I like. It would mean a lot to us, and we appreciate it. Hey, and thanks last week for everybody that shared the show. That was great. We asked you specifically if you would uh, share the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tinder, wherever, you, wherever you're watching. <laughs> a lot of folks did, and we really appreciate it. So that meant a lot to us. And, Coach, I want to get right into the draft. It's Tuesday. This coming Thursday, we'll, the, the, the uh, picks will start coming in, and – I think the record for Georgia draftees is nine. This could be this could be a record-setting week for UGA players in the draft. I just want to kind of get your overall thoughts, plus the possibility that Georgia could have the number one overall pick. Give me your thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting time, uh, you know, from a standpoint of a coach, uh, first of all, uh, to uh, start here like Kirby did and uh, build the program up and win the national championship. But also, you know, right in the middle of everything with spring practice and everything going on, uh, he's got a chance to uh, go out and show his support for uh, the players that you mentioned uh, in the uh, red room out there. And it's always nice to be uh, involved with them like that. Not so much from the television perspective, like all of us say, well, that's great PR for Georgia. Right. Kirby, Kirby Smart being out there and uh, and uh, enjoying that with his players. But it's just the fact that you, you're going to share a, a moment that will be the, the rest of their lives. You know, a guy to be drafted as high. You know, Trayvon could go one. I don't think he's even going to be there. Uh, he's not listed as a guy being at the uh, draft uh, based on the ones that you put out. But I know that Coach Smart's going to go out there, uh, Coach Schumann, who uh, had a lot to do with recruiting some of these linebackers. He's got three linebackers going the first two rounds. And Coach Jay Scott, who had uh, a tremendous amount of, uh, of input to have guys like uh, Devontae White and Jordan Davis and Trayvon Walter- Walker. So with all three of those guys – which that's one one of the reasons why you listen to UGA sports. I know that you two clowns didn't know that all three were. I did not know that at all. But, uh, you're not, you're I'm trying not, to text my guys. Hey, y'all need to write a story about this. You're not clowns, but uh, oh, yeah. I, from that's what I hear from, uh, from some people that I have talked to. And it's not really a big story. It's just the fact that, that uh, you have that many that you're involved with and you'd like to be around them like that. Mm-hmm. And and I hope that that's true. That Derby is going to go out there with those guys and uh, take them with him. I've seen the assistant coaches in there before too, so uh, they uh, have shared a lot of ups and downs with those guys. And this is going to be up. So, as far as Trayvon going number one, you certainly the, the the one thing that's overwhelming is his uh, his just physical stature and the and the uh, way he's just lit up the uh, combine and his own workouts here. The, the one negative, he just doesn't have a lot of body of work being an outside pass rusher, which everybody kind of visualizes him doing because he's so good at dropping in the coverage and doing other things. So be kind of a little bit of a, uh, you know, taking a little bit of a risk there. But everything you do in, uh, in, in the draft is a little bit of that. But just the fact that he's mentioned and that uh, could be the guy to take, number one is uh, unbelievable and for us we have a guy that's a general manager that told us about that a couple weeks ago. i'm gonna give you
2: hell coach because if you remember i i'd said hey what they're saying out here is that trayvon walker could be going number one yeah. and you said who's saying that well now it's the well, betting
0: favorite in vegas well <laughs> well did you did you enjoy that dane <laughs>
2: I, I enjoyed letting that loose. That's been uh, kind of pent up for there for a moment of, of like, finally, I have – I told you so, Coach. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess he has to be – has to go
1: number one for me to really 250 to it.
0: one. You're on the board. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a that's – but, I no, mean, just the fact that if you look at the, the defense, it reminds me of that Miami defense that had so many guys up front and then the, the linebackers they had and then the secondary – uh, you just don't see, uh, I mean, people here are going to take take it for granted because it's going to keep happening, kind of like what's happened over at Alabama when Kirby was there. Uh, uh, you know, all those defensive players taken. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a fun couple of days. It's going to be some highs and lows. I mean, some guys might be not quite as high as we think they might be from our perspective for Georgia, but uh the biggest thing and – and I had a guy back when I was coaching at Florida State that came to me about signing this and, and the draft as far as free agents and everything. He said that the biggest thing, whether you're drafted or you're free agent, is getting with a team you can make the club, that you, you can get in there and make it. And if you make it, then you got get that second contract. And that's what it's all about now because right. everything – is not uh, as open as it was a few years ago. Everything's so structured. But once you get into a free agency and get into your fourth year, that's when you can really make the jack. And uh, got to get these guys drafted so they can make some money because these guys in college are going to be making more than they are with NIL <laughs> for soon. the way it's looking. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of fun out there uh, Jack
2: going around. Coach, can you kind of take me behind the scenes of the NFL scouting? Because on its face to me, having watched Georgia over the last few years, very, very closely with you, I I see if Trayvon Walker goes number one, like you said, his production at Georgia stats definitely wouldn't dictate number one, but his production goes beyond stats whereas N'Kobe Dean is one of the more productive linebackers I've ever seen in the SEC, and he's dropping on these mock draft boards. So how do NFL teams, I guess, look at this and and do their projections? Because it wouldn't make sense to me that N'Kobe Dean would be falling kind of at the same rate that Trayvon Walker's rising.
1: Yeah, you just never know uh, how much truth there is to any of this because there's a lot of posturing, and you want to throw out some bait once in a while to let everybody think that maybe you're not as high on the guy or. Or whatever reasons people drop. But I think in the case of the Kobe, he, he has been very productive, has a lot of stats and all because linebackers are going to do that. But physical trait wise, you know, I think size Quay Walker's got the, uh, that on him just from the standpoint he's a bigger guy and uh, has come on strong here lately, just like Channing Kendall has with his speed and quickness, probably going to go a lot higher than we think just because he, he can run so good and that's the name of the game up there. you got to be able to chase down guys and put them on the ground. Uh, that's why you don't see a lot of long runs in, in uh, pro football because the defense is just so fast. It's just hard to outrun everybody if you don't just knock them all down. So uh, I think from my perspective, uh, the reason I said production was because he wasn't as much. He didn't uh, – I'm talking about Trayvon Walker. He he didn't play nearly as much as uh, Nicole B. Dean did uh, – he was a situational-type player his first couple of years, and and then he started playing more every down-type deal. But even Jordan Davis, uh, we look at the number of snaps that he played compared to some other guys. It's just uh, phenomenal how much we rotated people and kept people. And in the pros, you don't get to do that quite as much. But, you know, the game goes pretty fast up there because they don't stop the clock like we do for certain situations. I think Jordan Davis is a, a female. He's going to be able to handle down after down just like Wyatt would. And the other thing about it to me that from a scouting perspective, these guys come and watch us practice. Uh, first of all, you have a regional scout that has the area. Then you have the chief scout that goes in and checks all the better players. So let's just say Roddy is a regional guy for here and you're a regional guy for the west and i'm the chief scout so you'll give me your report then i'll go in and look at the better players and rate them against the other guys in other areas and then you uh, put all that together for a report for the coaches who have been working hard during the season and then then the position coach will rate these guys based on what the scouts have told them about them and then the head coach will look at them and and then overall the general manager and the owner look at it hard too because they're putting the jack out putting the money out so there's a lot of uh you know a lot of analyzation about all this and uh we'll see how it goes but i I just i just think it's going to be big day for george i mean it'll be a big big night there uh, on thursday and then friday as well
0: I really appreciate uh, breaking it down like that because I wasn't quite sure how it worked. I've I've run into some of those scouts, you know, and I ask them a question or two, and then I'll I'll get a uh, call from a scout every now and then. And Maybe it's probably not even the scout. It's probably just the, I mean, sometimes it is, but sometimes it's the research department, you know, and they're asking, hey, what did uh, this, what happened to this kid in 10th grade that, you know, you wrote a story about, or this kid had Mm. this thing going on and, Uh, We're seeing some of that happen, or we saw it happen the past few weeks, and there were a few phone
1: calls and stuff about some of these players. Two things stick out in my mind very vividly about last season, about scouting. Uh, The week of the Clemson game, I happened to be over there for a little bit uh, watching practice, and a a scout was there, and he told me he had been at Clemson the day before, Mm -hmm. and he said, Coach, I just want to tell you between me and you, there's a lot of difference between these two squads as far as guys that are going to be pro players. And, uh, you know, that was pretty, that made me feel pretty good because even though we didn't wear them out, I mean, we, we did what we needed to and won the game. And I don't think we had any idea how good we were going to be or that Clemson wasn't going to be quite. He was clairvoyant in mentioning that when all the guys that we have and the ones that they, aren't having in the draft and then uh, the week before the uh, championship game uh, another general manager was there and he told me he was at Alabama and he just said look he said this is the kind of team that you see Alabama uh, you know over the years this this team right here has more pro prospects than Alabama does and that was we lost to them but we came back and that's two pretty vivid statements to me about where our program is that uh, maybe you don't get on some of these other websites from some of these guys. I mean, I, I, maybe no. I'm bragging about me having any insight, but I think those are two good statements that we have arrived for sure.
0: No, you're, you're you're 100% right because we we talked in the beginning of the season how this team looked like an Alabama did. It looked like an Ohio State, and when – Clemson went out there with that fantastic defense they had. I'm like, this Georgia looks better than Clemson. And again, it's just uh, observations. You know, it's can't you can't put it into words, but when you have guys whose job it is to scout them say the same thing, that means a lot. And speaking of scouts, uh, we have a great story on the front of UGSports.com right now about all eyes on Trayvon Walker. And I thought one of the interesting comments on there was that some of the scouts are split on him mainly because of that production versus potential that you, both of you mentioned. And uh, it's be very interesting to see, you know, does his uh, probabilities, does his uh, potential determine where he goes versus his production? Because his potential is off the charts. And I, I did want to bring this up to you, coach, because I thought this was hilarious. There's a mock draft out there by uh, Walter Football that has uh, uh, with the Detroit Lions, the, excuse me, Detroit Lions picking Trayvon Walker, then Nicobe Dean, and then Lewis Seen. One back to back to back in their uh, mock draft. So, if that happens, I think we all need to get some uh, Detroit Lions jerseys. <laughs> Even though Matt Stafford would probably say don't do it, but
2: DeAndre Swift is up there
0: too. Yeah, oh yeah, oh man, they get get the whole the whole team back together so you could have a, a Athens North up in Detroit. So that would be a fun one i want
2: to give a uh, quick shout out to Josh Carr in the uh, YouTube chat. Hit us with a super chat. Uh, I guess Coach's breakdown was so good that, that we get a little tip on top of what we do. So if you, ever, if you ever want to give a super chat, you can do that through YouTube. We get a lot of them uh, when we do our watch along shows during the season. I uh, just want to make sure everyone knows that that YouTube channel is, is chock full of good Georgia content and you need to be part of it. So make sure you are subscribed there. Um, and that watch along show has been doing great all year long. I'm filibustering because coach's internet popped out for a second. So uh,
0: I did want to answer this question from UGA alum 95. Uh, it was, this is a question for the show. Uh, I keep hearing these draft experts, national media that Devontae Wyatt's, uh, draft stock has dropped due to personal issues and ongoing off the field issues. Can you shed any light on that? Um, I've heard those same rumors, UGA alum 95, um, I have asked around. I did not, I did not get anything solid on it. I do want to put out two schools of thought on that. One, there, there could be something we don't know. Again, we get those calls. We get those conversations. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, at some point, I will get a call in the coming next year, year after, Hey, what happened with Kenny McIntosh's arrest? I'll get some Person will reach out to me from the NFL and ask about it. I'll say, well, here's what happened. And they'll say, okay, you know, uh, that will happen. I've not been contacted by anybody about Devontae Wyatt, uh, but sometimes in a coach, coach hit this you get a team or you get somebody that puts out some uh, bad information or a bad rumor about a player. So that they'll drop to him. You know, this, these guys are playing for keeps and they don't really worry so much about your reputation or you know slander you because if they want you at the 10th pick, 12th pick, 50th pick, you know, some of that stuff will get out there. So I can't give you any insight on it, but I will say you that this uh, there is dirty pool. There's dirty politics that goes on in the uh, these draft things. Sometimes it's a legitimate story. Sometimes it's BS. And uh, that's why you can never you'll hear me. I don't use a lot of this. This scout told me X about this player because he could be sandbagging because he wants him, and he doesn't want anybody else to get him, or he's hyping him up because he wants somebody else to take him to get his real uh, thing, it, to get his real target. So I'm sure, Coach, you've dealt with that before. You've seen guys uh, get uh, hyped up when they're not worth it and sandbagged when they are.
1: Yeah, hey, the bottom line is that that's where the, the coach comes in. It's kind of like the high school coach when you're taking a kid uh, uh, great point go into uh, you say hey what's the deal on this guy and he'll say hey he really is a good kid coach he's a little immature he's had some issues there but he's really come around and uh, he's worth you know he's worth his salt as compared to saying look coach this guy's always been a troublemaker I've never seen any way that he's going to change uh, you, you don't need him in your program and that's the way it is with the, the pro people because you got to look at the community as a whole and what you're bringing in to represent your team, because that's a big deal. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of people that go to the opera and they go to football games too, and they want people that act right. So, uh, it's just, it's just the way it is. So your character really has a lot to do with whatever you do in life, whatever, whether you're in athletics or whatever it might be, uh, and it gets back to what I've always said, and I like to say it about once every two years. You can't win with bums. <laughs> You're right. True. Very to, true. I,
2: to that end, and Roddy you'd mentioned Kenny McIntosh, for people that uh, did not read it over at UGASports.com, Uh, He was involved in a car accident, um, was not wearing his seatbelt. He rear-ended a vehicle. I think George Pickens was with him, which apparently George Pickens fled the scene and then came back. It was uh, not the greatest of looks in the report. Coach, here's a question from the Dogman at UGA Sports. uh, Bic Dog asked, Coach, I realize that when we're dealing with student athletes that are ages 18 to 22, when it relates to them getting into trouble off campus, I'm curious if the athletic department offers some type of conduct familiarization course designed to help athletes understand the consequences of actions if they engage in unlawful activities while off campus
1: yeah i mean the first week of uh, fall camp they have uh, people come in and talk to them about drug awareness Uh, when i was here kent lawrence who unfortunately has passed away judge lawrence would come over and talk to about the legal system you have somebody come in from the FBI to talk about uh, gambling. I mean, uh, you talk about, uh, you know, domestic violence. You have people talk about domestic violence, everything. You got to coach them up because uh, that's all out there. And in the case of uh, Kenny Mack, I don't know exactly what happened. I do know that a car pulled out in front of him and he hit him in the back. So sometimes those things happen. But uh, I was riding down the street one time in, in Huntington and they got there was a big truck beside me and it was a three lane road going one way. And he didn't know that I was behind that truck on the, in the second lane. And so when the truck pulled on past me, he didn't see me and hit me. And, uh, Hey, things happen, but, uh, yeah. when you're an athlete or coach, you get, uh, you you're gonna make the the paper or make the internet. So I don't really know exactly the whole gist of uh, Kenny Mac, but I do know this. Every time I've ever been around him, or everything I know about him, he's a five-star person. Yep. And accidents happen, and uh, people don't wear their seat belts. I and mean, if you don't, you should be cited for it. I mean, that's it's not smart. So uh,
0: that's true. And th- that was kind of my point was, uh, we'll get that phone call. And I'm sure Kirby will get that call too. You know, uh, when they get, when these guys go to the NFL draft, and they they dot their eyes and cross their T's, and be like, what what really happened here? We're like, huh. Is this somebody pulled out in front of him? No big deal. This kid, you know, I'll bet on him. I draft him. I take him. He's a star player. He's going to be a great one in your program. So. Well, I guess that's why it
2: bothers me when you see these reports out there or teams leaking something saying character concerns, because yeah. maybe it's something like Kenny McIntosh here where like an accident happens. Like, that's not yeah. a character concern. That's something that happened. No, it's, he's it's, gonna, it's, he's well, gonna... it's
0: bullshit. I'm going to call it what it is. Right. It, it because like, because it, I know. I know some of these kids. Now, if you want to go out and say, hey, this kid's immature. You know, and we've seen him get into fights and spray, wa- spray water bottles on people and do something like that. You're like. Yeah, he was, he's not now, or he was, or he may still be. But that's yeah. that I hate to see them slander a kid just because he wanted to drop or something like that. It ticks me off. Sorry. right, I'll get off my soapbox now, coach. Let's
1: get some questions here. Hey, well, yeah. actually,
0: before we do that, I want to mention a couple of our sponsors real quick. But we do have a good uh, number of questions that I want to get to. But I want to mention our friends at Dead Soxie first because. All of a sudden, my feet are cold. in This <laughs> I've had the air on, and here, all of a sudden, my feet are cold. And I wish I had my socks on. So, if you want some great socks, so your feet don't get cold like mine are right now, uh, swing by our friends at Dead Socksy. They have the fantastic, super soft socks. They're made with the uh, that wonderful yarn. They have the True State technology, which keeps them up. Uh, those flat seams, you know, if you if you're like me and you have. Uh, wide feet and you put them into a dress shoe and you have that seam across the top and it presses into your foot because the shoes are too tight. You know, when you go to church, you don't have to worry about that because you have the the flat seams and that buttery soft feel that just makes the, everything you get from dead socks. is uh, fantastic. They have all different styles. I know I, I, we always show you the Georgia styles of socks, but if you have LSU friends or uh, uh, Alabama friends, you know, you can get them something for say a father's day or a, uh, A retirement party or anything like that, you know, any any birthday, anything that comes up, you can do that. Plus, they have some for the office. They're not just uh, college-themed socks, you know. They have some for the club. If you want to go out dancing, if you want to be a fashion plate, they've got those as well. So, check out our friends at Dead Socks, and they'll take care of you. I also want to mention our friends over at Academia Brewing Company. I was teasing Dane about uh, being a nerd, which apparently, I'm a much bigger nerd than Dane is, so.
2: Only with Harry Potter, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah, apparently. Well, and probably hear anything else that's stupid. Uh, Dane's much more tactical, so that's why I call him a dirt. But uh, he's uh, – this. but they do have their uh, Harry Potter trivia night that's coming up on May 2nd. But to me, this is something I think we could all get behind. Uh, they're going to have a watch party on May 7th for the Kentucky Derby. They're like, Ooh. bring out your crazy hats. Bring out your uh, – Man, uh, uh, Yeah, bring Yeah, bring it all out to the watch party out at Academia, Brew, Academia Brewing Company – May 7th from 2.30 to 7.30. It's going to be a hell of a party out there. So you, on the 2nd you got the Harry Potter thing. On the 7th you've got the watch party. There's always something going on out there at Academia Brew Company. Uh, they're winning awards left and right for their beer, for their food, for their facilities. Uh, they have the uh, you know trivia nights, live music, uh, car shows. It's just a great place in the Athens community that you need to check out when you get a chance. And let's check out... Uh, some of the questions that came in over
1: the. Hey, hey,
2: coach, have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby?
1: No, but I stayed at Holiday Inn Express. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been to the Kentucky Derby. I would have liked, like, I would certainly like to go. I've,
2: hey, three hours away from Huntington, I, I would have thought someone from West Virginia. Yeah, I was have.
1: close. I was close a couple of times, but I uh, didn't go.
2: Hey, let's do this before we get to questions, Coach. This was a good segment last week where I just did a bit of a rapid fire of some Georgia guys on the roster, and I've got one uh, from your day's coaching, too, that I'm going to sneak in here at the end. So this is quick 15-second maximum on each of these players. Are you ready? hit record.
1: <laughs> well, I got five seconds more than last week.
2: Oh, yeah, you did so good. I thought I'd give you an extra five. I'm just a generous <laughs> host and a general manager. Here we go.
1: Nylan Green. You know Notland got a lot of reps last year, uh, ha- has uh, has really developed as far as technique. He's uh, a guy that we got to have on special teams. He's got to get a little bit better in his coverage, but I think he's going to uh, definitely make an imprint this year.
2: MJ Sherman.
1: You know, he's been off and on as far as injuries. Uh, he's got a big body. He's always had people ahead of him. You look at all the people that are left-tiered or transferred i mean you're talking about jermaine johnson being in the top 10 too i mean a lot of guys uh, in front of him so he's going to have an opportunity uh I like seeing be able to move a little bit better but uh, i think he definitely helped us on special teams
2: robert beal
1: hey robert beal has been around here longer than roddy i mean he's been here forever and uh, he he had a little injury this spring which is probably good to give those younger guys some more reps but. He's solid, knows the system, uh, provide some leadership. And, uh, you always like guys like that, that, you know, are going to be, uh, be out there and you can count on, and he'll, he'll give us some quality reps.
2: Now to the offense, Micah Morris.
1: You know, I've been really impressed with Micah's development. He got hurt last year and, uh, wasn't able to do much. Uh, so he had, he was behind a little bit when he got in here, but, uh, really coming on uh, has got some good reps this spring and uh kind of a surprise to me how quickly he's picked things up so i'm, I'm pretty happy with him arian smith well arian smith this needs to work on his speed no uh <laughs> you know i think the, he's a track guy and has had a couple injuries people have a tendency to say he's injury prone and And maybe uh, he might be. I don't think he is. I mean, he's shown some toughness. But he's definitely a guy that can catch the ball uh, on deep throws. I mean, he's got really good uh, uh, hand coordination on those high throws down the field. I mean, you know, that's a long throw. And there's a lot of things can happen. You see people misjudge balls. But he's been very good at catching the deep ball. And he's got the kind of speed that you just don't have. I mean, he's in the 90, you know, dial. I used to say like the ivory soap player. He's 99 and 44, 100% pure fast, and he can do it. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about him, and I think he'll really help us.
2: And the final one, we'll call this Donnan's Dogs. 15-second rule does not apply here. Orlando Gary.
1: You know, is all of them are favorites of mine, but here's a guy that we got at Marshall, uh, just uh, pennies from heaven. I mean, he played in an all-star game up in Maryland. His uh, and nobody was really on him from Division One. And one of the guys that we had coming uh, called our coach and said, "Look, we got this stud up here that's playing in this all-star game. Do you have a scholarship?" And so uh, we got it. We couldn't go to the game, but we got a tape of the game, and he just wore it out. So we offered him a scholarship, sight unseen. Came to Marshall and just did unbelievable job and then when I left I told the Coach Pruitt that I wasn't going to mess with any of those guys but if they were leaving that I was going to talk to them so I ended up getting Landis here along with uh, Jermaine Wiggins who played really good for us and played in the Super Bowl uh, Landis Gary now is a high school coach up there in uh, Washington D.C. area. He played really well for Detroit uh, after he played for the uh, Denver Broncos just a stud. I mean, when you knew, when you gave him the ball, you know he was going to make the pile move. He had good quickness and just a great ambassador for, for not only Georgia, but just football in general. I mean, you want every young man that play for you to have the same kind of qualities that OG had.
2: And you talk about a perfect situation, him going to the Broncos, obviously a great team at that time. But just that Shanahan run scheme, it fit him so well to, to have a good start to his NFL career. Yeah, I mean, he
1: was just a zone guy. He could do do all those things. And, you know, he told me once in a while, he said, hey, put me in fullback. We had Robert Edwards and Patrick Pass. <laughs> he said, put me in at fullback. I want to get in the game. And Seriously? So we, we put him in at fullback and uh, ran 32 and 33 occasionally keep him happy, but he was blocking a lot of times for Robert. And uh, But we used to have his play on impact, overload right or left, and um, where we'd just break the hole and go out there and run a quick play and we'd be in an unbalanced line or something that they weren't ready for. And every time we ran 32 or 33 with him, it was like gold because he was so happy to get the ball, he didn't want to give it back. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: I'm, I'm impressed that he actually asked for that. So, no, I mean, he
1: wanted to get on the field. Oh, uh, I get
0: it. I just, you know,
1: so we, selfless. You know, we actually used to fullback back some back then. Not anything like, uh, you know, people like the I formation like over the years. But we had some, some plays like that. But people don't want to hear about the past. Let's talk about what's going on now.
2: I mean, I did. That's why I asked the question. Okay. Uh, but... <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: no, that's... I, I talked a little bit too long on
2: him. We'll call that segment Don and dogs because uh, I think it's a hit every week. Uh, so we'll continue doing that as, All as right. it allows. Uh, we do have some more questions from UGA sports.com. I love this one from dog of ages. What's the biggest difference between practices in the spring and then the fall preseason practice?
1: Well, it's a lot hotter uh, for sure. But, uh, and, and I think the, the biggest difference is you're getting ready for uh, your season as comp- and you got a game impending there. You're bearing down, and you're thinking about the game. The first week and a half, two weeks, you're really just implementing your offense and defense and special teams, and then you focus on the actual first opponent. The the last say ten days, but the first week and a half, two weeks, you look at everything. But I say the biggest difference is just uh, kind of the juice you got, knowing that you got you getting re- It's football time. It's ready to rock. And the practices are pretty much similar uh, as far as the structure and what you do, but it's just that atmosphere that, you know, kind of like when you go to game day on a uh, tailgate in the spring as compared to you go to one for actual game. I mean, the game is is impending, and it's just something like playing football, playing for real, knowing it's it is what it is, getting ready to whip somebody's ass. I mean, you know, that's the way it goes.
2: When I guess the last part of fall camp, like I guess that week and a half before uh, the first game, you you transition to game week mode, right?
1: Right. You got to get ready for your opponent. We got to get ready for Oregon. Uh, so, and, and Kirby mentioned that last year. Uh, he likes playing a really good team the first game. You know, it just kind of gets your team's uh, emphasis on, you know, hey, we, we can't stub our toe here. We got to be ready to give them a best shot first rattle right out of the box. We can't. Uh, afford to not be ready in all areas so uh, e- even though you talk about it there's a lot of difference between playing the little sisters of the poor and playing a, a really ranked team the first game i mean kids know that and sometimes they even though you practice hard and you got the emphasis it's just a little bit different when you open up with a ranked opponent
2: from P Tech One, how long will it take for the new inside linebackers to gel? Are you worried about the lack of, uh,
1: lack of experience at that
2: position? Good question.
1: Yeah, it's going to take some time. I mean, anytime you have to replace guys with, uh, and, and we talked about all three of them in the draft. But uh, what you don't know is how much work they got uh, in practice when uh, they were on the second, third units, and how much they've gotten in the spring. And the, the one thing I always felt about a unit as a whole coming in without a lot of experience compared to one guy that knew what he's doing in two or three, you, you basically wrap your defense around it, and plan it a little bit where we might not do quite as much and protect these linebackers a little more in the coverage calls, in the run, run fits and things like that where they can get their – where you don't just rely on them being the guy that's got to do this in this situation, you know. So you can work your units around playing maybe more nickel, playing more dime, doing some things where they don't have to be an every-down linebacker. So uh, they'll, they'll do that too.
2: This question from UGA Maverick, and I did not plant this one. Uh, he said, which athletic department jobs would you hire Roddy and Dane for if you were the current head coach? Both have an array of skills. Which jobs fit them best?
1: <laughs> that is really a perceptive. i got to be perceptive, but uh, I'm not going to say anything about watching jocks or anything. That was my first reaction there. Hey, yeah. those guys would be good. I'm not going to say anything. No. Hey, but well, uh, I
0: hope your internet goes out again.
1: <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think for Dane, it would be uh, director of uh, scouting. Uh, GM over here. Let's right? go. Just put him in there in the recruiting office and scout and uh, check players out and uh, do a show every week on uh, – film don't lie and stuff like that right from kirby's office and then uh for roddy i would say he would be the uh director of communications he would be the claude felton he would go over there and and uh set it up where the media could have tremendous access to practice every day and they would be out there With cameras and uh, interviewing players right there on the spot. And Roddy would.
0: In the middle of practice. There'd be a
1: live stream of every practice, right? Roddy would uh, make sure that Mike Griffith and Seth Seth Emerson and Chip Towers couldn't come to practice, but all the the, the rivals guys could come. That's the way it would be. Come on in, rivals guys. (laughs) I love that question. I,
2: I promise you we didn't plant that. Um, yeah, I mean, thought he'd
1: be good in those areas, but uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely something you could do. And uh, if if you had a wish list of what you could do that you can't do, Roddy would want to be the offensive line coach because he's always talking about how he used to block people over there at Conyers and what he would do. So <laughs> do block
0: anybody worth a day he every would guy. be the
1: offensive line coach and uh, Dane, would be over there and, and he would be coaching the tight ends because he would be figuring out ways for us to get the ball to the tight ends that we don't get it to that he, he and, uh, and Brent Rollins write about all the time.
0: <laughs> hey,
2: I, we're finally right this year. Like you no, get hey, the ball to the tight ends as much as possible.
0: Right. And yeah, you know, let me coach uh, Broderick Jones and Marius Mims and <laughs> those boys. I'll just be like, Hey, y'all take care of this. I'm going to go over here oh, and have a margarita. Did you see
1: where, uh, Brian McClendon is a, Highest-rated tackle in the country coming back as far as grades for last year. Yeah, Warren McClendon. Yeah, what did I say, Brian? You said Brian. Well, Brian's kin to him, so I was his right. uncle. Yeah, I meant to say Warren. I, I can't give him enough enough love for what how solid he is. I mean, he's a good yeah. player. What's the next? That was, that was that was about all I could talk about there. But.
0: And coach, I don't want to d- take anything away from Stacy Cyrils, but. I'm just thinking if I had Cedric Van Cran, Tate Ratledge and Warren Erickson and Warren McClendon, you know, Micah Morris, uh, Marius Mims, Broderick Jones, I, I think I could and, – and then looking at Georgia – Don't schedule, forget Willick. Willick. Yeah, no, big old Willick, you know, and Xavier Truss. I mean, come on. I'm just saying that even I, as dumb as I am, might be able to put out an offensive line that could probably keep, Set, uh, keep Stetson Bennett from getting killed.
2: You see, Coach, if I had yeah, that scouting
0: could. job, I'm, I'm
2: doing what Roddy just did. Like, well, that guy's big. or I got that big <laughs> <laughs> <The
0: guy.
1: laughs> Love it. You guys get to live a different life here on the Internet, that's for sure. So what's yeah. the next one?
2: Uh, let's go to Tom Gross, who says, will Bill Norton contribute this year? He was pretty highly rated out of high school.
1: You know, Norton's worked hard and has been on the scout team and and done some good work. He's just been behind some really good players. Uh, It's time for him to surface. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to move out some of these guys that are ahead of him, uh, even though he he is a little bit older, but uh, I'd say more than likely he's he's not going to be a starter, but uh, I can't project that. I don't watch him all the time, but I like the way he works. So I mean, I watch him behind the scenes. He he does a good job of maximizing what he's got.
2: Tom's watching on Facebook, so appreciate you watching over there on YouTube from Zach Watson. Hey, I know all the pieces that we we're returning on all. You can watch this on Facebook too. You can watch it anywhere that uh, you know we publish it. So that's YouTube, Facebook, Roddy's Twitter feed, um, really, really? podcast on Apple uh, and Spotify. Yeah. We, we get it out there.
1: I'm I'm impressed. I didn't know that.
2: Uh, Zach Watson said, I, I know all the returning pieces on offense, but with the pieces that Georgia lost on defense, do you believe that the Bulldogs will still be a top 10 defense in 2022?
1: I think they'll be close to that because I don't think they'll uh, be playing many games where they're really uh, threatened and they can, can play down a distance defense as compared to when the game's tight and you have to uh, – you know, mix it up a little bit more. Uh, I think, that we, could, like I mentioned, we play a lot more nickel and dime. I just think our offense is going to be really prolific. Uh, I'm not going to say how much, but I think dominant-type offense with the guys we got. But uh, top ten is going to be hard to, to say, but I, I know it will be a, a top ten scoring defense for sure. By that, I mean lacking other teams, keeping them off the board.
2: And I say this pretty much weekly at this point, but you look at Georgia's schedule, you don't see a lot of prolific offenses on there. So that's going to help Georgia's defense in a lot of ways too, just like it did last year where Georgia had a dominant defense, but it's still really hard to hold teams to 6.0
1: points. And they did it pretty frequently. Right. You know, you just look the thing that grabs you right now, Hendon hooker, Tennessee uh, quarterback that's been around, uh, hurt us last year, uh, Kentucky's got a new offensive coordinator for that uh, Levi's kid, but he he, he's back, and we got to play up there. But they haven't had a tendency to be, you know, score a lot of points. So uh,
2: watch out for Will Rogers and Mississippi State. That that's a game I'm not necessarily concerned about for Georgia, but that's going to be a not going to be fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, the game will take five hours. They'll throw ninety passes, and they'll complete (laughs) about seventy of them for three yard average i mean that's just the way you gotta you gotta you know you gotta understand that that's the way they play so uh but
0: and get to face bo next uh at oregon week one
1: yeah i mean bo assuming he gets the job the problem with bo he's oh and three against us and uh i don't know if he'll have as many players playing with him out there as he did at auburn so we'll see i I mean we'll analyze that game later but uh I like our schedule, like you said, uh, but you never know. There's a lot of things that can happen between now. We talk about this every year, usually in July, but I'm going to talk about it on May, on April the 26th. Uh, so many things beyond the, just football can happen, like uh, grades. Uh, we talked about guys getting in trouble, uh, people leaving that you thought you might keep that hurts your depth. Uh, just uh, – things from within, you know, that's what Roman Empire keep thinking about. It. Hey, don't, you, you got to handle things from within to make a uh, pr- program solid. We do that, but you don't always worry about it uh, because that's you got to take right. take care of yourself first before you start worrying about other teams.
0: Speaking of, we have some questions kind of on that regard, but I'll I'll bring those after a quick break here. I do want to mention our friends at uh, Your Pie. Uh, if you have a chance today, and I know maybe it's uh, because it's already 1245, you're probably eating lunch. But if you have it or you're trying to figure out what you want to do for dinner, hit up our friends at your Pie at the Your Pie location near you. Get up the Your Pie app on your phone. Order your uh, personal pizza or get one of the big 14-inch pizzas. Those are new. Or get your uh, pasta or get your sandwich or get your salad. Order it the exact way you want it. They will make it for you. Then you swing by and pick it up or have it delivered. But if you do it today, if you do it on Tuesday, you get double points and they give you points for you know, whatever you spend on the app. But Tuesdays, it's double the points and those points add up very fast and they get you free pizzas, free gelato, free uh, drinks, free breadsticks, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. So be sure to do that uh, today on Tuesday. And if you throughout the week, you know, if it's not double points, it's OK. It's still the best pizza you'll ever have. And uh, I just again, I had some people that tell me that uh, I like the Nat, I like the Ishka, I like this. But there is a growing tide of people who keep saying, yes, Roddy, you're right, the Southern Heat is the best pizza I've ever had. And it won't be long before we have to have the uh, Southern Heat fan club, just like I'm the president of the Matt Bowling fan club. I changed my title there. Uh, I'm telling you, the Southern Heat uh, fan club from uh, our friends at Europe is going to be will uh, be m- millions strong before all said and done.
2: We're going to fight because I'm all about that great white pizza.
0: Yeah, and you're wrong, but that's... Hey, as long as the checks come in, I'll be wrong. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of checks, uh, if the check engine light comes on in your car, be sure to swing by our friends at Athens Ford. That's a pro broadcaster right there. (laughs) Look at that. Swing by our friends at Athens Ford. They will take care of you, and uh, they'll be able to check it really quickly and uh, jump on it. Like I said, I had some uh, brake work done up there on the front brakes because I'm a crappy driver. And I kind of beat up my brakes. They took care of it super fast. They do a great job. So hit up our friends at Athens Ford. And if you need a new vehicle or need a pre-owned vehicle, it's tough to find them. But our friends at Athens Ford actually have them. I'm just clicking on the page right now. They have 97 used cars on the lot. That's uh, If you're looking for a new or a previously owned vehicle, you're going to have a tough time. They have over 200 cars on the lot. Ninety seven of them are used. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to buy a new car. I'm going to do what Clark Howard said and get a uh, pre-owned one that's, you know, great quality, uh, certified pre-owned. You know, this has the 100 plus check marks on it. Our friends at Athens Ford have those on the lot, unlike a lot of dealerships throughout the state who are just absolutely struggling for uh, uh, products. You know, our friends at Athens Ford have them. So hit them up when you get a chance and they will take care of you.
2: I had to get a new universal joint on my truck a week ago. Oh, there you go, Snoop Dogg brand. Joking. Um, from Pac Man, who do y'all think will be the number two cornerback,
1: quarterback, corner, C O R N E R, corner, corner. defensive, opposite of Ringo? Oh, i Ringo. about two deep or the one deep, the other guy.
2: He says CB two, so I'm assuming the starter opposite of Ringo
1: is what he's asking. I mean, I, that's TBD. <laughs> be a lot of a lot of reps there, but, uh, you, you know, you didn't get to see Kamari play in the spring game, but he played most of the spring. Uh, Kamari last year, uh, number three. Is that his number? Yes. So I'm, I'm not in roster mode yet. I need to be. So, They're uh, going
2: to change some more numbers around, too,
1: once uh- – and then you, you got got some unbelievable freshmen coming in here potential wise. Humphrey, Singletary, uh, and uh, yeah. certainly uh, six was good. Uh, Everett this spring too, and, and we mentioned Island Green. So it's going to be, uh, I would say, between between Lassiter and uh, one of those three.
2: From Les Jones watching on Facebook, who will be George's best pass rusher?
1: I wonder if it's Les Jones from Kroger uh, down in Macon. I hope it is, uh, Les. How you doing? Say hello to you and your wife and all time recruiting story. Les, we needed a job for uh, George Foster's mother, and he got her a good job there at Kroger, and I think she's still working. So appreciate it, Les. He says it is. That's the one. <laughs> Play. Can't take you anywhere, you never, coach. You never, you never forget guys like that. I mean, come to the come to the dance for Georgia. But what was his question?
2: Uh, best pass rusher. But now I just want to get you and George Foster on a podcast together.
1: <laughs> George can talk. I mean, I can guarantee that. And he can. He was a steal, man. I tell you, he got in here and just lean on people. What you talk about leverage? Now that guy could leverage you out. And uh, we had him and him and John Stinchcomb. Uh, both went pro, did a good job, and then uh, good, good class. But let's go back to. That's That's right. We got to think that Nolan's going to be there with all his experience. Nolan Smith uh, probably got the best shot at it. I'm going
2: to mess with you, Coach. I'm going to say Jalen Carter from the inside. <laughs> well, I thought he meant
1: outside. No,
2: I'm, I'm sure he does. I'm just I'm picking he on was you.
1: 88. Who's the best guy on the team? You can say Jalen Carter, tight end, whatever you want to put him. He, he, guys, just a fantastic player, but they're going to double him so much. It, it'll be double teaming him to the in the submission, but it's still hard to block. Well, with these edge
2: rushers that you've talked about it all off season, it could be some of these freshman guys coming in that we well, haven't it seen play yet.
1: Could be, but he said who was number one. I could go through a list Michael Williams, Mikael Williams. Going to be there, Uh, Marvin Jones, uh, all those guys. got You know, Bill can rush the pass. We're going to be good at it because they get a lot of practice in it. Uh, We we do a lot of uh, pass rushing practice, a lot of
0: it. We got a question from Dallas Dog, Coach. He said, uh, who was your top performer in G-Day? Mine was Oscar Delp. You talking about the last one we had? Yeah. The last G day you had, who is, who is in, if you had to pick a top performer from G day, uh, who would be your guy? And, uh, Dallas dog says mine was Oscar Delp, which I think is a very fair pick. He did leave. The- I he think, he, you
1: know, Oscar did a good job. He yeah. took advantage of the reps he got, but, uh, I don't know that I could pick out anybody that was jumped out on me because I, I, I expected a lot of them to do well, but, uh, I'm not going to mention anybody on that. I, don't, I, I think I'd be pulling your leg. <laughs> Dajun Edwards.
2: Edwards. I'll pick one. Dejan Edwards.
1: Yeah, I mean, he did some good bounce outs.
2: I, I just like the, his balance that he showed. You don't get to show a whole lot in G-Day. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, maybe some
1: moves would have been tackles if it's full-on live. But, I mean, look nimble. I like that. He's quick. And uh, our corners got caught inside both times on the goal line one time Kirby jumped the guy right there in front of everybody. I mean, you just can't get you got leverage. You got to and he had two walk-ins where he just bounced it out. So very quick guy. I, I like Dajon.
0: Yeah, give me Ernest Green. I thought he did really well for a guy who hadn't been on campus, what, three months? You know, four months. So there's saying
2: he, Gilbert in the YouTube chat. He, he great, oh, yeah, Reed Gilbert.
1: Holy hell! How, how do we miss him? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, Coach, I I'm, I know that you say
2: it's Eric, but I thought I saw an interview where uh, he told someone he that
1: could, he could be, he could be. But I, I think he, he goes, goes by goes, both. He goes by AG more, but you know, you already <laughs> sure. graded uh, Ernest Green and know that he played that well in the game, right? I, hey,
0: he's an offensive lineman. That's I'm gonna stick with all all, all the line guys.
1: That's my job. Well, yeah, that's a good, good call. <laughs> I tell you, I told y'all when the spring started. He, Somebody to watch for is Ernest Green.
0: You did. And uh, I was thinking, I mean, to start, to, to be the number two left tackle, you know, the second team left tackle. Again, you know, he was going up against uh, Michael Williams. It wasn't – it's not like he was facing Nolan Smith a whole lot, you know. But
1: uh, – I want to give everybody the thought of the day. I thought he did really well. From the old coach, the thought of the day. And it gets down to the crunch. This is the crunch by Coach D. 85 okay what does that mean to you 85 scholarship
0: players numbers
1: right and no at no point at any time in your program can you have more than 85 scholarship players on your roster on campus so People start saying, "Hey, we've got 89. We got nine. That's counting the guys that are coming in, right? So, but but we have to be at 85 all the time. So I don't know that we have 89 like everybody's talking about on scholarship right now. So we'll see. Some of these guys might gray shirt. Some of these guys might be." Uh, you know, ineligible and not get, be able to get in school. Who knows? But the 85 crunch is on, and uh, we're not over 85. We can't be. You can't ever be over 85 on your on your team at on the, at their own scholarship. Now, occasionally, you put a, a guy on scholarship for just a semester if you know you got one open, and, but you're going to take it away when the new guy comes in. But uh, just yeah. remember, 85 – well, yeah, was, how
2: do those dates work though, Coach? Because I'm like JT Daniels technically I'm is.
1: 80, I'm talking about 85 on your campus at one time. That's it.
2: But for spring, like a JT Daniels obviously counts toward that because he's taking classes here. He's going to West Virginia immediately after. So he wouldn't count starting right. in the summer.
1: Right. Okay. You can't have but 85 at any time, regardless of what their position, what their situation is. But all those guys that jumped out of here, like, Jalen Walker and they aren't taking classes, so they don't count. Gotcha.
0: As I wish you got that question from Spencer in Atlanta. Excuse me, Spencer and Alpharetta. Uh,
2: oh, that's so different. He,
0: oh, he's, so he's all the same. Exactly. Oh, he, sir. he say Alpharetta. Uh, he says, Who is next for the transfer portal and why did Amarius Mims come back?
1: And, you never know who's going to be next. Right. There might be somebody that, uh, you know, the last week we can have Kirby's had what you call these exit interviews where all the kids come in and and talk to their position coach, but they also talk to Kirby and you talk about where you are, how you stand in the program, what you're going to do, what you're like, what we like about you, blah, blah, blah. But it's a good kind of a situation to, to make sure that you understand where you are and where we're going from here and what you need to work on. And sometimes when you have that meeting and you say, look, you know, you've done everything you can, but I don't see you're going to be – I'm not saying that this is what's said to anybody now, but I've said to them, hey, more than likely, you're not going to play. You know, you, you're just not good enough at this point. But, you know, we'll do all we can to help you if you want to leave. But if you want to stay, we're going to – you know, if you get a chance, we'll put you in. So, uh, as far as people leaving, we've had one right now that that's come up lately, Mitchell defensive tackles in there. Uh, we had about 10 others that have transferred. When you go to Brainy and Speed and uh, just uh, two linemen, Webb, and uh, and the Condon and two, two receivers, Johnson, and the kid who went to East Carolina. So we've had several there. But as far Man, as why did, why did Mims come back, yep. uh, baby come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were singing. No, but that was terrible for me to say. I'm glad that he did because look at the guy. He just turned 19 and he's just growing up and uh, he, he didn't have a lot of success here in the spring because he got hurt and he had a concussion protocol. And then all of a sudden it looks like he doesn't have a chance and the grass looks greener, but boy, you just look at the what's ahead of him in the future with his size and everything. Uh, and he's still here. He just can't replace a guy of that magnitude. When you look at all the recruiting that you did, all the reps that he got, and uh, I'm glad he came back. And there's nothing wrong with with admitting you made a mistake. Uh, he, he, he felt like he made a mistake, I guess, and, uh, and we're glad he's back.
2: Yeah it won't take long with injuries. It, it's very rare that a starting five offensive line stays healthy throughout a whole season, especially with the quantity of games that Georgia tends to play now. Um, so it doesn't take long to get before you're in the the best five. If you're someone right. of the various Mims. And,
1: and you look at also playing time, there's, uh, should be, be able to rotate if you guys are, I mean, I think you can do that.
0: Sure.
2: <laughs> Fourth quarters will be available. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, speaking of injuries and, um, uh, the, just that Kirby smarts had really bad luck when it comes to quarterbacks getting injured, just there's, it happens with some frequency in his years in Athens and 21 dogs says, who is the backup quarterback? So that's been that's going around right now. And coach, if you want to weigh in on that one. Yeah, in- I think a
1: lot of it has to do with the uh, fall camp uh, at this point, you got to give the edge to Beck because he's uh Played yeah, more in practice, and you know, he was a backup in practice a lot last year when JT was down, or when uh, uh and, and as compared to Brock was running the scout team. But uh, Brock had a really good spring, and I think it's uh, hopefully both of them will be here in the fall. I, w- I w- haven't heard anything to the contrary, but uh, Beck's more a drop back guy. Uh, you change a few things for Brock that he does a lot, like Bennett does, so uh. Good situation there, and then disappointed that the fans didn't get to see more Gunner in the uh, spring game. But it's hard to play four quarterbacks. But uh, Gunner uh, is a good addition, and he, you know, got a lot of good work and getting here in the spring, and he's won up on a lot of people. So uh, it's going to be great to uh, see that competition in the fall. And you can have a little bit more competition like that when you have a veteran quarterback that you know knows what to do. And you can give up some of his reps to, to these guys working with the first team because, you know, he really has a good grasp of what we're doing. And people don't understand, uh, which I'm going to make sure that you do right now and make a declarative statement, that Stetson Bennett is one of the most intelligent quarterbacks that I've ever been around in my 50-some years of coaching. The guy really understands football, and he can grasp about anything you, you throw at him. Uh, I, I think these other kids are too, but he's on a – I don't know what his IQ is, but his his football IQ is about 160.
2: I think it's a good question to ask in the sense that last season, Georgia played two quarterbacks in meaningful football time. The season before, it was three. so. Yeah. It don't and technically, I mean, if you count the fall camp, so it wasn't on the field, but it would have been four that previous season.
1: And yeah, so I mean, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of water to go over or under the bridge, but yeah, well, I'm so glad, so. glad we got Stetson flying with the Blue Angels.
0: <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, and 21 Dogs had a good question there, so yeah, I don't think he was trying to jump a quarterback. It was good,
1: good. curious
0: number two is, and uh, Kirby's had. Some just bad luck with guys getting banged up,
1: you
0: know. So, uh,
2: you see, when you're a general manager like me, you don't always don't have to look stop. at the depth chart yes, yes, and understand stop. what's coming next. You got to see oh. the problem before it's there, coach. Okay. Right. You got
1: it. I mean, you got to build that depth and be only one play away from being the starter. And uh, a lot of it will be uh, training our defense, too. I mean, that's one of the roles that our offense needs to take on is, look, we've got to make our defense better by giving them a lot of different looks and and uh, presenting some of the things that we're going to see from other teams. So our offense can really help our defense because more than likely, they're not going to go against many better teams than our offense. So that, that'll be something you look at, too, and Kirby can control that with the way we practice against each other.
0: And when I'm in charge over there, we're gonna let in all the media except my competitors to watch you know, all, right. all the other, all the other quarterbacks get reps with the number ones, which will start wonderful controversies.
1: Good, you you got that. That'll be good. I like that. Uh, photo, photos and video. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: Nate, we're gonna have drones just doing live feeds over every part of the field.
1: That's David Pollock, man. He got the <laughs> David got the drones with his team, and uh, I love it. I David the other day, he's gonna uh, he's gonna be helping North Oconee now. I mean, he's moving on up and moving out of the coaching the smaller teams because his son's going into junior high, and uh, he'll be a great addition. I mean, the guy's really passionate. And uh, I want to mention, too, that David's having a golf tournament on May 23rd out there at at the Georgia Club and some openings (laughs) in it. And if you want to get on there, you can check on his uh, website, and uh, there'll be some good people out there, uh, Coach Dooley, myself, Coach Rick, Coach Smart will be out there uh, shaking hands and talking to people. But uh, come on out there and, and support David Pollock. He, he does a good job with his foundation. I love How'd it. How I do with that commercial?
0: There you go. That's a good commercial. And we'll mention it more on the uh, weeks going up to it. We'll be sure that we get all those uh, slots filled for him because good. he's been good to the university. He's been good to us. So
1: Yeah, his wife's coming back from uh, knee surgery. Lindsay had hurt her knee skiing, and uh, he's got her over there pushing her uh, in the training room. So, he she's coming back hard. Poor though. thing.
0: <laughs> poor lady. <laughs> and those poor kids in North Dakota, they have no idea what's coming. So, I'm, I'm sure he some of them played for him in the past. So, they're, they're used to it. All right, folks, that's all the time we have for this week. We have to let Coach go and get Dane back to work for me because, you know, he's just sitting around doing nothing.
1: But well, he's doing, got to get good. ready for the draft. I mean, he's going <laughs> to Vegas. I have not been sleeping, Roddy. It's a big week. He's representing uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He's going to be handling some of these guys going to Canada if they can't make it at the draft. So (laughs) he's working that job at night. So go get them, Dane. Time's all (laughs) difference really helps me. I appreciate that, Coach.
0: (laughs) Uh, Big shout-out to our podcast sponsors, Academia Brewing Company. Again, remember, they have the uh, watch-along party for the uh, Kentucky Derby. Your pie, it's it's double uh, points Tuesday, jump on that. Uh, Athens Ford, hundreds of vehicles on the lot that you can go buy right now. And of course, our friends at Dead Soxie with their fantastic comfortable socks, which I'm about to put on because my feet are cold. So anyway, be sure to tune in next Tuesday. We will have a draft recap and get back to answering more of your questions. Thank you to everyone who put it into questions today. We really appreciate it. This is one of our favorite shows to do is when you give us questions, we love to answer them and we hope that uh, helps you out. And thanks to everyone who shared this show. It means a lot to us. And if you're uh, listening and not watching, Uh, Go ahead and hit that subscribe button on uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and wherever you're listening to it. We greatly appreciate all of you who download the show and listen to it at a different time. It means a lot to us. We'll see you next Tuesday, folks.